Are you excited for a day to relax, unwind, put your feet up, not have to, to worry about all the things? Or at least I hope that's what your Mother's Day has in store as we are sort of gearing up and heading into the weekend. I have a, a beautiful conversation to share with a mom who is helping moms. And I, you know, I really just got so much out of the conversation and, and uh, I think it's just so important to, to, to share right as we head into this beautiful weekend of Mother's Day. Uh, today on the podcast, we have Samantha Wallace, who is the founder of Remom. It is a coaching practice that supports working mothers. And uh, I mean, Sam is a beautiful, beautiful soul. She loves people, their points of view. She wants to understand them and help them because she really is a change maker. So Sam spent the majority of her professional career in project management and change management. And so she knows that change is a deeply personal experience. And through this background, as well as her degree in psychology, as well as being a trained coach, she has this deep interest in humans and their happiness. And that is what drives her to support positive change in the lives of working mothers everywhere. Now, she knows that moms are faced with that desire to live flexible, comfortable, and satisfying lives, both at work and at home. Oh, doesn't that sound like a breath of fresh air? That is what she is helping working moms do because she knows, like I know, that, like you know, we all deserve to lead a life that we truly enjoy. And sometimes that means that we don't have to figure it out all on our own. And so for this conversation, we are looking at work-life harmony, how we can come to a place in a space where looking through the lens of feeling good is going to serve us in such an amazing way. We go through Sam's journey and, and how she began Remom and the, the work that she's doing in supporting her clients how she uses harmony when referring to the dance of work life and family life and the pillars that she uses to support working moms in creating the life where change is occurring and feeling good is happening. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Juggle is Real podcast. I'm your host, Andriana Gonko. A few years ago, burnout nearly cost me that happy, fulfilled life that I'd always dreamed of. Every day left me feeling overwhelmed with stress at work, at home, and just with life in general. I felt like I was constantly running and couldn't catch my breath. So I embarked on a journey of finding better balance, of learning how to prioritize my own needs, of shifting my mindset to live with more ease and balance of learning how to do more without the pressure of doing it all. And I discovered that letting go of the need for a perfect life opened up opportunities to bring in more joy. So I am sharing my experience and my learnings with you so that you don't have to struggle. I wanna show by example how liberating and empowering it can be to silence expectations, to learn how to live through the chaos of work and family with grace, joy, and ease. So what do you think? Are you with me? Let's get started. Be the first to know about my next workshop called You First, Making the Shift to Better Balance 2.0. 
Along with research-backed findings and advice, we dive deep to create change and make shifts to your mindset, body, and soul. It is a beautiful and transformative experience that I only offer a couple of times a year. So please, please, if you feel called to add your name to the list so that we can send you all the details and you can decide if it is for you. Sam, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us on The Juggle is Real today. How are you? I am great. Thanks so much for having me. It's a beautiful day outside. I get to spend time with you. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. There's something so magical about this time of year. I mean, for all of the, you know, wet socks and sand in my front entrance, it's like the, this hope and sort of re renewal of spring, especially, you know, in these Northern climates where we live, it's like, yes, it's here. And it just makes everyone so much happier. I feel like that's right. I mean, the spirits are just lifted because there's more sun and it's warmer and it feels good. So I hear you. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I it's definitely a mood booster these days. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, oftentimes I'm out for a walk. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm, you know, out in the car, taking kids different places. And so, uh, wherever our listener is listening, I hope you're enjoying a little bit of sunshine or some R and R now. I I think it's been interesting because, um, someone connected us, Sam, uh, Mm -hmm. um, like a common acquaintance and it's been so great getting to know you, but it, we have never met in person. It's been like this social media connection. <laughs> and I love that you can use Instagram to create community and get to know other people. And so I know a little bit about your journey. Thanks to Instagram. Yeah. Um, and we, we have had some parallels in our own personal experiences, which I think is really cool. And when I see things like hearing your story and, you know, my own experiences, it really just reiterates how many women are facing similar situations? You know, Mm -hmm. we are going through similar challenges as we juggle work and family and all those things that life encompasses at this stage of, of being. So just as we begin, as we start things off, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, about your journey and just where you are and, and why you're doing what you're doing today? Sure. Um, well, I'm a mom and that's first and foremost, what brings me to where I am today as the founder of Remom. But before I became the founder of Remom, I am what I call a graduate of the corporate Canadian system. I spent 16 years climbing the corporate ladder in a variety of roles, but more so based in the project management and change management side of things. Um, growing up in the corporate sector and having children along the way, there was a realization and awakening of sorts as to how I wanted to choose to participate in this world. And that no longer fit that corporate lifestyle of working no longer fit for me. And so I find myself here today as an entrepreneur, a brand new entrepreneur at that, um, just a couple months in as the founder of Remom, really following my dreams, you know, as, um, as that saying is might be overused in, in many senses, I really truly feel that that is what I'm doing and put on put here on earth to do is to offer a service by way of reinventing the working motherhood experience to other fellow modern moms such as yourself and myself. Um, I've got two kids, like I mentioned earlier. One is an eight-year-old daughter and I have a 22-month-old son. So there's quite an age gap between the two of them. And a lot of my learnings that I teach through Remom were learned between those two children, just the amount of growth and development um, that occurred that allows me to now bring a work-life harmony formula, so to speak, to working mothers everywhere. Um, I live in Mississauga, so just outside the greater Toronto um, area. 
and uh, I have a husband named Justin and a 13-year-old dog who you might hear in the background every now and then. Um, and his name is Tough. So that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. <laughs> I was just texting my husband actually before we got onto this call and I was like, Charlie's in the boys' room. You know, I have to kind of close the door and he is an older dog as well. And yes. it, it's not that he's like loud or rambunctious. It's just sometimes he starts coughing and I'm like, yes, okay. <laughs> it's the hairballs. Yeah, yeah. We can't have the cough attack in the background, but <laughs> he's napping. He's cozy. Um, I love that you've, you've had this lived experience and, and that you can bring so much into what you're doing right now. Now, something that was fascinating to me was just the name of your business. And I think it's mm. really cool. Remom. Now Remom is a coaching practice that supports working mothers. And so I would love to just know, how did you come up with this name? What, what does Remom encapsulate for you and, and the people that you're serving? Sure. Um, so I actually developed my offering and my business model without a name. And I didn't do that purposely or by design. It just so happened that I had an idea in my head and I knew what I wanted to get out of that idea. And so I employed resources and a business coach to help me formulate it into something that I could package up and offer. Um, and so when I was going through the marketing bit of branding and how I wanted this to show up and the key demographic that it would target, these words kept popping up with the prefix re. So reinvent, redesign, reconfigure, redefine, um, different rewords that really leaned on change because that's, I am a twice certified change management practitioner. That's what I did in a previous life in the corporate world, but it's a practice and a science that I bring into Remom's programming. So when I was looking at change and looking through the lens of change and those rewords kept coming up, I had an aha moment where I was like, you know what, we really are reinventing motherhood. And so when I thought of the re prefix and I applied, we're it to mom we are re-momming we're doing this thing over we are rewriting mm -hmm. it for ourselves we are rewriting it in a way that is rooted in what we define as successful and what we define as feeling good you know like it is our opportunity to redo this thing called motherhood yeah we get a redo i love that yeah. and i think it's so important that you know that you bring this expertise in terms of change management because so many of us as we enter or are living in this stage of life we realize that change is really what's going to allow us to move forward in our best light you know mm -hmm. as the, you know the the goals that maybe we have set for ourselves or the life that we had hoped for ourselves as we're you know, younger as we're growing up, perhaps, you know, the people that we had seen or, you know, external environment in different circumstances, we might have had sort of this vision or assumptions as, mm -hmm. you know, how life would be going. And until you're actually doing it, you don't quite know how it's going to feel. And so having that ability to change, you know, we use this word pivot now, obviously, obviously since all of, we've all gone through this pandemic yes. time, but to be able to understand that that is okay and that we can adapt and, and make choices that will allow us to lead the life that we truly are meant to lead in a way that's not hard or, you know, that in a way that, you know, kind of melts away some of those challenges. So okay. I would love to know, um, because something that, that really struck me that I loved, uh, you know, I, 
well, first of all, I just love how we can have so much meaning and put so much meaning into things based on our own personal experiences. We all have our own biases. Um, you know, you and I can both be looking at the exact same thing and based on our own experiences, based on our mood that day, based on our perspectives, we could see totally different things, right? That's like, right. you know, we were just talking about this beautiful sunny day. I'm sure there's someone who is complaining about it somewhere, right? So one word particularly that can get mixed reactions from moms especially is that word balance mm. and the notion of finding balance and it's something that's thrown around a lot i personally i you know the word's kind of neutral for me so i'm looking for better balance and i use that term in my own life but it's it's not something that i contribute to being you know negative i kind of have that neutral or positive affiliation with it but i can see how people can see it as very like you know um opposing, you know, it's black or white, you're either in balance or you're not, or that type of thing. And so when I saw that you're using the word harmony, when you're mm -hmm. referring sort of to that dance of work and family life, I was like, oh, this, this sounds really nice. This sounds comfortable. This sounds like a place you can kind of, you know, just curl up in and want to want to stay there for a little while. So I would love for you to shed some light on this. What does work-life harmony mean to you? And how do you see it as being different from work-life balance? Sure. So one thing to, I'll say for starters, I want to acknowledge that, yes, the, the meaning we put into language is very subjective. And so if you choose to identify with the word balance, of course, by all means, go for it. If it's working for you, then keep going. We applaud you at Remom. The reason we offer a an alternative way of describing the dichotomy between work and life and that forever, um, you know, the 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 path we're always on in trying to find a like you said comfort um in the different areas of our life the reason we offer a different term around harmony is because we want to encourage working mothers to look at your working motherhood experience slightly differently so remom looks at the working motherhood experience as a wellness concept so when I'm going to take you back for a minute to describe balance, so you have a contrast there. So if we're looking at the term balance and the definition of balance, it implies equal energy, equal priority given to various different aspects of your life. And the notion of work-life balance traditionally is that as a working mother through the, obviously we're talking about this through the working motherhood lens, as a working mother, it rests on your shoulders to deal with all of the different things that land on your plate from work and from life and balance it somehow by way of the tasks that you've got to do, the hours within the hours you have in the day, and all of them being a priority. When we look at harmony and work-life harmony through the lens of wellness, well, wellness is defined as the Global Wellness Institute, which is the definition I lean on defines wellness as an active pursuit towards activities that contribute to your overall sense of holistic health and well-being. Mm -hmm. So when you think of wellness, the first thing that many people think of that typically comes up is physical health and wellness, right? So it's diet and exercise regime is a good example, but it also comes in the forms of emotional and mental health wellness, financial wellness, social wellness, so who you surround yourself with and the energies you surround yourself with, um, spiritual and religious wellness. So there's many different facets of your life that if you have an active pursuit towards contributing to that area of your life with a goal of feeling good and healthy and well, 
then you are contributing to your overall sense of wellness. So Remom defines work-life harmony as a wellness concept where we want to encourage working mothers to look at your working life experience, your working life motherhood experience as a part of that wellness equation, as a slice of that wellness pie, so to speak, just like physical wellness, mental wellness, financial wellness, and so on. And the term harmony gives a connotation of the ebbs and flows within that wellness pie that can take on different forms and have different priorities at different points in your life, but within the realm of wellness and feeling good. And the way we do that at Remom is we coach heavily on mindset. So rather than you know, having a passive participation in life as a working mother, where work happens to you, life happens to you, and it rests on your shoulders to figure it out day in, day out. There's not a whole lot of room in that equation to take care of you as a human being and to just be and to feel good. Whereas harmony, if we prioritize feeling good and make choices with the priority of feeling good, we can hold ourselves accountable to those choices much more easier because we know that we are making those choices that they contribute to our overall sense of wellness and well-being. So if I were to offer an analogy, work-life balance could be um, seen parallel to like a fad diet. If we were to use the physical health and wellness understanding as, as a parallel, um, work-life balance could be a fast fix to you know managing your day in terms of feeling like you can handle it, all of it, work and life. Um, but there's no longevity there, you know, where, how easy is it to maintain? Whereas in terms of, let's say, to use that physical health and wellness analogy, if you wanted to lose the 20 pounds, then the Band-Aid fix fat diet would work. But how do you keep the 20 pounds off? Well, that's a mindset mm -hmm. shift and that's a lifestyle change. And so that part is where we see work-life harmony being synonymous with that mindset shift and that lifestyle change that improves the longevity of you feeling good, of maintaining a feel-good baseline and continuing to make choices that feel good and holding yourself accountable in that way. So good, Sam. So good. I like that you brought the analogy to it as well, because I think that oftentimes we feel like it is or it isn't. You are or you aren't. And we feel like it's a destination that once we arrive, you know, we're, we're there, we're the road That's trip right. and we're here and now everything's going to be fine. But I love how you've explained this pursuit as an ongoing journey mm -hmm. that we are, you know, there's tweaks along the way and there's things that we're going to be continuing and going back to, you know, an exercise or a diet, you know, like you don't just use the muscle once and then it's, right. you know, toned or strong or whatever, like you are continuously building on the strength to then, you know, maintain it. And right. so I think it's, it's really beautiful how you've explained it and how you're helping others within that ongoing journey. It's not a one and done type of fix. And I think that we are starting to understand that more when it comes to our physical wellness, but there's still some perhaps some blocks or some awareness that is just, you know, reappearing or um, coming to light where it comes to personal development and mm -hmm. the mindset shifts that are something that we continuously have to work on, you know, and, right. and that's something that has been so important for me. Um, before we really switch gears and, and talk about taking action, I just want to touch upon something that has been um, a factor in our past and something mm -hmm. that I, I do touch on often in this podcast. And that is burnout because 
a lot of people, a lot of working moms have reached this point where they are completely out of balance. There is no harmony. Mm -hmm. And it's often a factor, especially for female leaders who have children, um, where they've already gone to that point where they're sort of, you know, at their breaking point. So I would love to know how you have learned to support yourself, take care of your needs and find harmony with all the priorities that come with family and business life and through your lived experience. Cause I, I, I love to know how people are doing this in their personal lives. How do you carry that forward into Remom? Sure. Um, what I, what I always say, and I don't know if there's science to back this, but this is very much rooted in my own personal experience and even the work that I'm doing with my clients. Burnout, I find, shows up really quickly and really it becomes very prevalent when, um, I like to say, when you're doing too much of what doesn't feed your soul versus what does. Um, it uses up the mental space and the energy that you have, the very little mental space and energy you have as a working mother on things that don't truly matter to you is a recipe for burnout. Um, and so what I what I can say about that is going back to the definition and the mindset shift of looking at work-life harmony and the working motherhood experience as a wellness concept with the priority of feeling good really helps combat the doing of the things that don't feed your soul. Because when you maintain that priority of maintaining what we call a feel-good baseline, knowing what your feel-good baseline is and actively making choices, again, it's an active pursuit towards certain things that contribute to your wellness. When you're doing that, you can combat the doing the things that if you feel you have to do and you feel you don't have a choice in doing that contribute to burnout that can contribute to burnout so that's one thing I will say is mindset is critical in combating burnout it's the whole passive like I mentioned and touched on previously it's the whole passive participation in life versus active participation in life passive participation in life is life happening to you lots on your plate that you've just got to figure it out and white knuckle through Whereas active mm -hmm. participation is realizing you do have a choice. You do have a say of what's on your plate and when you tackle what's on your plate. And that's an antithesis to burnout. How I know, and this is, um, there's so much beautiful research on the nervous system now and how tapping into your body and how um, tuning into what your body tells you can really help you. And while I am no expert by any means on the nervous system, what I can say is a great way for me to keep myself in check and keep my feel-good baseline within reach is tapping into my body. So one of the, the biggest tools and resources that I've learned to employ is listening to my body, paying attention to my body. What is it telling me? You know, our brains have this really fantastic capability of fooling us into thinking that um, everything's okay when it's not. So oftentimes our body will give us markers and triggers and, and warning signs that there's something going on, that your cortisol levels are high for an extended period of time and you're experiencing stress and that you're approaching burnout. But our brains have this fantastic ability to say, no, you're good. Keep forging ahead because you've got to do all the things, right? Mm -hmm. um, so taking the time to learn, and this is something that I help coach my mothers to as well, taking the time to learn to pay attention to what those warning signs physically, physiologically are in your body and what they are telling you so that you can then employ your resource toolkit. That's what I call it at Remom, is your invisible resource toolkit so that it could bring you back to your feel-good baseline. So a combination uh. of making sure your mindset's in check with a focus on feeling good all the time, which in and of itself is very challenging for many women, 
oftentimes we're not used to putting ourselves first. We're not used to making feeling good a priority for ourselves. We may be yeah. used to making others feeling good before feel good before we prioritize feeling good ourselves. Um, so keeping your mindset in check and really focusing on the feel good choices and knowing everything that you participate in is an active participation, is a choice. Having a toolkit and knowing exactly what's in that toolkit and when to employ it and employing it based on paying attention to the signs, the physical signs in your body is what I would say are my tools and resources to combat burnout. Yes. Yeah. And it is, it's different. It's going to be different for everyone. Um, and that's why I love having these conversations. Um, it's interesting. I, I often say that the whispers turn to screams, you know, like mm, you were saying that the body yeah. is like, you know, by the way, you know, we're yeah. having a hard time here, you know, yeah. like, and then it's like, and then eventually the, the more you ignore it, then, then your body's going to have to really fight back and uh, go against you in ways that are going to oftentimes cause you to take that pause and have that break or, you know, recalibrate, but it's more often than not going to be convenient um, or it's not going to be convenient, I should say. Um, and um, that's oftentimes where where yeah. people like you come in, but when, you know, when we can tune in and, and understand that the whispers are just as important and be able to, to combat and, and put ourselves first. I love that, that you have that as part of your repertoire. I actually do a workshop every now and again, it's, it's actually called you first, I love um, it. because it is such a, just a wild concept for so many of us who have yes. been programmed to put ourselves at the bottom of the list and, and, you know, we're, we are at the bottom of the totem pole, but mm. you know, when we can, when we can shift and when our priorities can be to make sure that we are well, then we're so better able to, you know, tackle the things or be present for the things or be more efficient and effective yeah. with everything that's happening. And, um, and so I love how you have kind of molded this together and something that can be really, really helpful on a daily and ongoing basis. And, and that's what I kind of want to talk about is, is moving forward with this ongoing path of success in terms of prioritizing wellness and looking to our mindset. So um, how we can move forward and, and start taking action because something that has been so helpful, I mean, I cannot, I'm so grateful. And in my own life, I have had incredible coaches and I have my own study practice and mm. it's really centered around mindset work and my beliefs. And so I love that you are helping your clients cultivate that growth mindset and, um, support work-life harmony, you know, just as you've described. Yeah. Um, and I, as I was kind of, you know, looking into the work that you're doing, you use three specific categories that can promote work-life harmony, and they include uh, self-responsibility, choice, and feeling good. So you've kind of touched upon them a little bit, but can you explain these, um, all three of these, and how they can be helpful in, in fostering those positive beliefs about ourselves, about our lives, maybe removing those self-imposed limitations and, and entering into, you know, sort of that, that redo for, for ourselves? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, they are very intertwined, very, very intertwined. And so I will, I will speak to them, to them almost together. So um, when it comes to the mindset work that Remom offers and what I hope all 
of the working moms that are listening to the podcast can, can learn from at least this little tidbit here is that taking back the power involves mindset work, right? So again, the passive versus the active participation in your life, the life by design that is aligned with actively participating in your life with a goal of wellness, that takes power that you need to take back, right? And how do you take back that power? Well, you understand that everything, absolutely everything in your life is based on a choice that you make. And when you make those choices rooted in feeling good, you can hold yourself accountable to them far easier and for far longer than the things you hold yourself accountable to that you don't feel good about or you don't want to do. And what that does is it doesn't reduce, you know, there's this notion that I, I hear often from clients or from any other moms that I'm talking to. There's a notion of having to reduce the amount of stuff to do to fit into the hours of the day. I only have X amount of hours of a day, so I need to reduce and prioritize and make my list smaller because I have to do it all. Well, when the choices you make that you hold yourself accountable to feel good, you can make more of those choices. So it's not all about reduction and reducing the to-do list. You can be doing more with the right set of glasses on. When I say glasses, I mean like mindset. So when you have the right Mm -hmm. set, right mindset glasses on where it's like, yeah, this, this aligns with what feels good to me. So I'm going to choose to do it and add it to my plate and I'm going to hold myself accountable to it. You can do more of that because you are operating from a place of joy and a place of ease, so to speak, because you're not combating internally with that thing that's on your plate. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I'm exactly answering your question here, Andriana, but when it comes oh, to mindset, it's, it's those three very interwoven foundational pieces we at Remom work with our mothers first and foremost with before we even start introducing the change planning piece to get them to a desired future state. It starts okay. with mindset. All I have the saying that I say in my head all the time, and I say it to my clients all the time, all roads lead to mindset. So an indicator of where you are in your mindset will take a look around you, right? Mm-hmm. What is your experience telling you? Is it a passive experience or is it an active experience? Are you making choices actively that are rooted in feeling good? Or are you making choices because you feel you have to based on a paradigm or a belief system or someone else's story or narrative? Right? Uh, yes, that's so good. It's making me think, and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to butcher the line now, but it's, it's, it's from the, the work of Neville Goddard Yes, and it's along the lines of, you know, what a comfort it is to know that everything that's occurring in your life is, is based on your own creation, right? Like that you are in charge, you are in the driver's seat and you are creating your own life. And so if what is around you is not what you want to be seeing, then looking inwards to see like, well, how have I created this? That's right. Really, you know, to to go to those three pillars that you've described, you know, the self-responsibility piece, being accountable for, so this is my current circumstance and right. I am responsible for what is occurring, but then moving forward, I have the choice to right. then create 
the life that I want to be leading. And, yeah. you know, it can, it can be a challenge to do this on our own. It can be challenged when we, we have this programming that has told us that things have to be a certain way or that we can't do something or that we're not good enough or we're not worthy of feeling good. Um, and so through what, what you're doing to help, to help people change and shift and put on those glasses so that they can see through a lens of possibility of, of having the opportunity to feel good. I mean, if that is not just such a freeing and, you know, I mean, to, to go back to harmony, like, it's just like, if it's like this, I hear bells, you know, it's like a choir singing, like, <laughs> I love that. Hallelujah. I love it. You know, it's like, oh my Don't God. Don't make me sing, like, Andrea. <laughs> get me there. I know the fact that I'm doing it is like, okay. I love it. Turn love down it. the volume, but I love it. I love it. So, okay. So as we're moving forward, we understand these pillars, but how do we know if we need a little bit of a reset when it comes to our mindset? You know, you only know what you know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so, um, how can we maybe kind of figure out if maybe there's a little bit of tweaking that can be done? Yeah. How can we take action today, right now, after we, you know, turn this podcast off and move forward with our days, how can we start to create that positive change that we want to see in our lives? Yeah, it's, it really goes back to what you were saying. I'm a huge Neville Goddard fan myself, and I study his work repeatedly. I'm actually in the middle of reading, rereading his uh, Infinite Potential collection. <sighs> and it's, um, we should probably do a whole other podcast. Neville Geeks! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's the whole as within, so without mentality, right? So yeah. the number one thing you as a listener to this podcast can do to say, well, how do I know if I need a mindset reset? do you feel that you're actively participating in your life or is life happening to you or is life happening by you? Mm -hmm. If life is happening to you, that's an indication of, again, the passive participation in your working motherhood experience. That's not being aware that everything you're doing is a choice. You know, that's not maybe putting feeling good first and foremost. It may still be terrifying and scary, which granted it is in the beginning any paradigm shift is going to feel terrifying and scary. But that is the number one thing I would encourage a listener to do. And I encourage my clients to do when even from the very first intake call, what does your life and your surroundings and the way it looks, what is it telling you? And for many, they've never had to do that analysis ever before. And so mm-hmm. they're, you're faced with the mental block of leaving. Was it, what's it telling me? It's telling me that my job is too busy, that um, I don't get enough support from my spouse, that um my kids have extracurriculars every single night and there's no room for me. You know, your life may be telling you that on the surface, but what's it really telling you under the surface? Did you actively design your life that way consciously? Mm-hmm. So is life happening to you or is life happening by you? And that is the number one big question. It's a big question, granted, oh, yeah. but it's, mm-hmm. it's the question to start with. And when, when the answer is life is happening to me, and I am just the brunt of it all trying to tread water every single day, then that's where I would say, are you open to a conversation about your motherhood mindset? Whether it's with me or with anyone else, I think that that's a worthy conversation because you deserve it. You deserve the opportunity to design your life. Absolutely. Wow. It's kind of just like one of those those moments where you have to just sit with it for a moment. And Mm. if it's uncomfortable, it's okay, because that's where the change can, you know, come from and, and having those, 
those feelings that oftentimes we kind of just suppress and we just, you know, we, we turn on the Netflix or whatever it is. And we just try to escape because we're not comfortable with the choices that we've made and, and how things have come to fruition when we can sit with it and understand that the, the shitty way we're feeling can change, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then that I think is, is that, that door that's opening. That's, that's so beautiful. So beautiful. Sam, where can we find you? Where can we learn more about your programming and how can we, you know, maybe get more of these insights? Because I have found this conversation to be so helpful. I love following along and hearing about your journey and and all the things that you're doing. So where can our listeners get more re-mom stuff? Sure. There's a couple of places. Um, I like to live on Instagram the most, although TikTok is taking a little bit more of my time these days (laughs) (laughs) on both. um, I'm still trying to figure out TikTok. Uh, It's a lot of fun though. Uh, on both Instagram and TikTok, my handle is at re underscore mom underscore coaching. So you can find me at those handles at both Instagram and TikTok. My website is uh, remom.com. So www.remom.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. So if you look at re-mom, I am there. Um, and also um, every month I offer what's called a remom roundtable, which is an opportunity to connect with other like-minded working mothers who are looking to improve their work-life harmony experience. Um, and it's a free event. It's a learning opportunity, a community opportunity, um, and a mini coaching opportunity. So you get a sense of what it is that I talk about, things like this, very much like this. Um, with some real takeaways that you can start to employ in your life for free. Those happen monthly towards the end of the month. And on my Instagram link tree link, you can find the registration. Sam, thank you. I so appreciate your time. I so appreciate what you're doing. We had a little chat before we start hit the record button. And I was just saying like, I really could have used you in my life (laughs) about six years ago. And I know I'm not alone here. No, I could have too. Yeah. And so I'm so glad that you're here now and and helping the, the next set of, of beautiful and accomplished and incredible moms who are, are juggling it all, um, live that life that feels good. So thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it is my honor and my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Andriana. Oh, that conversation just was so good. Sometimes people just touch your heart. And I think that Sam just has a way of, of understanding and being there and supporting people in a way that is truly, truly unique. Now she talks about self-responsibility, choice, and feeling good and creating that harmony in life that I think so much so many of us are just hoping for and and striving for, but maybe aren't quite getting there and understanding this ongoing pursuit and knowing that there are people like Sam out there to help and support and, and guide you through it, I think is just so comforting. Now, if you're interested in learning more about Remom, perhaps in participating in one of the free round tables that she is offering every month, I have included all of those links in the notes for this podcast. So I hope that you check those out. And if you'd like more details on the next workshop that I'm holding to help you create space for yourself, lose the guilt and put yourself first so that you can better be equipped to serve those around you. Please head to the show notes for this episode in your podcast player. And I also hope that you are taking time to prioritize yourself, 
to do what you truly want to do, whether that is staying in bed with a good book, heading out with a friend, or yes, having bottomless mimosas at brunch. I wish you a beautiful Mother's Day filled with love and joy and peace. Until the next time, rate this podcast, write me a review if this is serving you and feeling good for you, and feel free to share it with a friend, one friend, someone who could really get this comforting message and make a change in their own life. I can't wait to see you again here. Take good care.